Hey you guys, welcome back to another episode of Adina Chats. It's Adina P. This is episode 45 and I've been away for a mental health hiatus. I hope you can understand. I hope that I can get um, my same fans back to listen to my work and my words. And I just hope that I'm influencing someone to definitely take care of themselves and you know, weigh the pros and cons in, in your life and, you know, do what's best for you and make the best decisions that you can for yourself. Okay. So it's episode 45. It's Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. Can you believe the year is almost over? This is freaking crazy. Like, I feel like the year just started and now it's over. Like years go by so fast. Sometimes I think I said this in another episode that I forget how old I'm turning, but that's a sign of being old. But I don't consider being in your 30s to be old, right? So I know some people do, but I definitely don't feel or look old. I'm not sure why people think once you're 30, you're old or you're some type of used goods. But I think that usually comes from the patriarchy. So it's just silly, especially for uh, my melanated baddies out there. You know what I'm saying? Like we are... That doesn't apply to us, you know, unless you're like a crackhead or something or yeah. So this episode is called Therapy Toolkit. I got this, I I guess you can call it flashcards. It's 60 cards for self-exploration and it's by Lynn Martinson. Um, It really stuck out to me at at this bookstore in Brooklyn, New York. Um, You can, I found it at um, City Point Mall, formerly known as Albee Square Mall for you. Uh, New York natives or Brooklyn natives right so I got it from McNally Jackson that bookstore is so freaking beautiful like it has like two floors it it has like books bookshelves up when you're walking up the staircase like it's like real like it, it gives library vibes and I love that you know I adore bookstores I'll forever be a bookworm and I actually went there the other day and actually bought too many books because books are expensive I really um want these bookstores to sell more used items I know you can get it from Amazon but we want to also go into stores that have like at least half of the books are used because first of all that's saving paper um you know I do my Kindle thing but I also like to touch and feel books and smell them and the older the better as long as it's not torn up and things like that so about this therapy toolkit that's the name of the episode um, on the side of the box, it's a it's a beautiful blue, like royal blue box, and it has silver writing and a silver picture of a window um, opening. Um, on the side of it, it says, we are all messy in our own unique way, and being curious about your own story is always a positive thing. I really like that. That really stuck out to me. And then on the other side of the box, it says, there are answers and, there are answers and hope to be found both within you and around you, and more compassion to be experienced than you realize. So I really... Um, like the quote of we are all messy in our own unique way because like I be swearing to God that I'm not a messy I'm not a messy woman right so <laughs> but I have some ways about me and that is from you know how I grew up and um, also what I'm trying to prevent that I may be bringing on to myself instead of trying to just focus on exactly what I want and going to get it even though I do feel like I'm a girl that gets exactly what she wants so uh 
yeah like 90% of the time like I really concentrate on what I want and I and I get it like it it, it feels so good when that happens so when I'm going through a little uh some downtime of not getting what I want or there's just like a pause it's not that I don't get like it just it's just a waiting period for me um I can get frustrated or start to think negative thoughts but then I snap out of it turn back on the positive thoughts but of course I don't do toxic positivity but I make sure that I focus on the good and if I miss out on something or lose out on something then I I don't I don't give up I keep trying I feel like life is worth living and there's so many fun things to do especially for a creative person like me so I'm happy to be back here with you all now so the card that I picked out of the therapy toolkit was titled romantic relationships I wanted to to get that out of the way you know so uh, because those are important to me so what I plan to do with the cards though is shuffle it like t- like a tarot card deck or something like that because I think it'll be more fun to just spontaneously pick a card. Um, it has pictures on the back of the card. It's really uh, it's really a nice deck of cards, and I want to just mix them up because they come in four categories, and I would like to mix it up just to you know do some my own self therapy because what is life without some self growth and self-exploration and finding out who you really are and like just all those little interesting things about you and shadow work and all that you know so back back to the card that I picked romantic relationships right um the questions that they had on that card is this think about the relationships you have witnessed and been part of your parents relationships your individual relationships with your mother father siblings and childhood friends how have they affected you? I'm sorry. How have they affected how you engage with love, playfulness, and intimacy today? How can you use your autonomy as an adult to grasp the relationship or relationships you truly want? So I wrote down in my little journal that I have for, you know, uh, cards like this or books that I'm reading, like a little note-taking journal, not my regular journal. So the first thing that I wrote about was my mother and father's relationships, relation, relationship. So uh, they were never married. Um, the relationship was very volatile and violent. Um, I can remember him vividly beating her with a belt. Oh, I'm sorry to mention this before I gave a trigger warning. So I'm stopping right now. I know it's probably too late, but trigger warning. um, There are domestic violence uh, previews in in this episode. Okay. So like I said, I can remember him vividly beating her with a belt like she's a child. My mother is about six years older than my father. I believe I'm trying to remember. But yeah, that's one scene that never left my head my head as a child I probably have seen him um, hitting her in different ways Um, and of course there was a verbal abuse but for some reason I remember the belt scene the most because it was just very basically like master and slave or parent and child Uh, even though parent and child that shouldn't happen but it happens often I would say especially in the black community you know um and I also remember that anything would make him hang- angry. And while he lived with us, 
meaning uh, my mom and my siblings, he, um, anything would make him angry. Um, So we had to walk on eggshells. So that is the paragraph that I wrote about my mother and father's relationship. The next thing that I wrote about is my relationship with my mother. And I noted that it was, it's very interesting. It still is. My mother is kind and caring, but usually talks about herself all the time. I feel like she feels in, inadequate a lot of the time. Her self-esteem is very low, and that that definitely has affected me in my childhood. And I noted that I never wanted to feel that way, so I worked so hard to build my self-esteem and my confidence because I just didn't understand why her self-esteem was that low until I got to more, know more of her story. And I won't say that I still fully understand because I feel like that she has accomplished as much as she uh, feels that she could. And she, I feel like she needs to pat herself on the on the back for that. But um, continuing, um, I felt that I've had to parent her and give her answers to questions she should have been answering herself, um, especially when I was very young. And she's not only done this to me, but maybe other uh, other siblings of mine. Um, I usually felt that it was a team effort for us to feel protected. So we all had to maybe team together, like all of the children, I mean, my sisters and brothers to feel protected. It wasn't like, oh, we had this protective parent around us. Um, But we were, once we did it together, um, we definitely did build a force and we were able to be protected. Um, Meaning a lot of things that I hear um, children go through as, Um, when they're very young, meaning like, uh, I would say molestation and things like that. Um, Thank goodness that my siblings and I did not have to deal with that. So there was some protection, but it always had to be a team effort. You know, we were able to go to our mom about anything and talk to her about anything and not be afraid or be influenced or manipulated by people that meant us harm. So that's something I, I feel like she should feel proud about, you know? Um, my mom is often self-pitying and makes a lot of excuses that I had to realize was depression and anxiety. My mom is often sad and self-loathing and I understand because she came from a very abusive mother. Like she had a mother that was physically abusive with her and verbally abusive with her up until her 20s when she decided to put a stop to it and just, you know, move away from her uh, once she came to uh, New York City from Trinidad. Uh, My mom has also had abusive relationships with men, and she doesn't believe in love. And I say that because of what she says, you know. Um, But she has cared and loved the five children that she raised on her own. I feel protective of her and also sometimes resentful because I didn't want to have to parent anyone. You know, I chose this child-free life on purpose, but I guess that is... I guess it was in the stars, shall I say, for me to be child-free and be able to just assist my mother in any way possible without having her smother me and not make me live the life that I really want to live or the life that's really meant for me. You know, anything that I do, she's supportive of. Even if she doesn't agree at first, she will come around, you know? So I appreciate that. I have a good relationship with my mom. I love her. So the next category that I wrote about was my relationship with my father. So I said that it's very peculiar. 
Um, I feel sorry for him and not in a I care way. Uh, he doesn't know how to give love. He doesn't know. I feel that he doesn't know how to give love. When he gives a little, he takes it back and does or says something extremely abusive. I've only seen him cry when his mother, my grandmother, died at her funeral. And that lasted for six seconds as he leaned on my shoulder. And he's never, like, in, embraced me like that or showed that type of emotion. Like, it literally was, like, six seconds. And then flash, he just stood back up and was, like, walking. And he was, like, off of me. Very, very awkward moment for me because I, as a child, if you can't do that to your parents, like, go and run and cry to your parents. It's feel, it feels awkward when they do that to you. Like, it feels... It feels... I'm getting kind of emotional. It, it feels... It's a, it's a strange kind of out of out of body experience because it's you want to feel for them like no you do feel for them and then also you're like the audacity <laughs> you know what I mean the audacity um so I have given him many chances to love me and he has basically fucked it up uh, my siblings have tried with him uh, my mom has two other children with him my little brother and sister um he's yeah he's fucked up those relationships they don't really they don't want to have anything to do with him uh right now I don't talk to him and I'm concerned he may die before I express to him how how we love him but we are also indifferent to him because of the way he treated us and our mother he usually just gives excuses and talks about himself and not how much his vulnerable children needed him so he'll play the blame game, blaming my mother, even though she doesn't talk about him. She doesn't have nothing to do with him. And it's been over 20 years. So that's what he does. And it's hard to talk to him. I, I feel that sometimes he can be loving. I learned a lot of um, things for, from from him, but indirectly, kind of like maybe it was just stored in my DNA, like um, being passionate about um, herbs. And, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to grow my apothecary business and things like that. And gardening and writing that those things come from him but I feel like it is more like built in my DNA I did get, have chances to like see him do these things but it wasn't like oh yeah sit here I'm gonna teach you sit here I'm going to it was like in little bits and pieces when it could have been way more um in-depth uh teaching and learning, you know, teaching your child something valuable. So I, I'm just thankful for for for, the, for those little <laughs> things that I was able to learn from him. Um, the next category I wrote about was my siblings. I have five of them, and I'm close to one little sister and my only older sister. I have two brothers. I am indifferent to them. I love them, but they. They were, I feel like they were just raised to be irresponsible and disrespectful. And I can't really deal with disrespectful men in my face. So when I see my brothers, I say hello. I do a little chit chat and things like that. Like I was close to my little brother when we were younger because like he was the baby. So um, yeah, and then, you know, some people, they just get spoiled rotten and that's what happens. So um, I do hope to get closer to my baby sister one day. She is my father's daughter. She has a different mom. Um, I really love her. She has a great head on her shoulders. She's 22. Uh, I, I really adore my sisters. I love 
to be around my sisters is always a good time it's always a good conversation they don't all get along with each other so it's not like I could like hang out with them all all at once unfortunately um I wish that I could maybe one day I feel like we really know how to fight and then make up and make sure that we are not repeating cycles um thanks to our our mom you know we're not repeating the same cycles that she's been in uh, we we make mistakes, we have uh, love fuck-ups and things like that, but we are not repeating the same cycle. And I, I think that's all due to my mom. Like, mom, she indirectly has helped us to be better uh, women than, than she is or, or make better decisions than she um, has made. So... I really appreciate her for that. She has probably done it indirectly and she doesn't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just wish that her self-esteem and confidence would be just way more higher. I wish she would just be more sure of herself because she has made some very sure of herself daughters. So, sure of themselves. (laughs) We are very sure of ourselves. So, for the most part, and I think that she should congratulate herself for that. We definitely congratulate her for for it and, and try to show her as much love as we can without the codependency aspect being a part of it because I don't think that that's healthy to cope. I think the anxiety and the depression is the thing that wants her to create that co- codependent relationship with her children. And um, I understand that, but it's up to us to set the boundaries and be like, hey, no, you can do this. I can help you, but you can do it, you know? And then moving on to the friendships, I had one close childhood friend, and that's because I was moving around a lot as a kid because we were um, homeless at some points, and I didn't get to stay in a neighborhood for too long, right? So I lived in Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, I've just never lived in Manhattan or Staten Island. Yeah. So I had one close childhood friend, and this is when I was in Brooklyn. Um, She is now my ex-best friend. I still think about her, and I miss her dearly. It's been been about 10 years. Um, I, I still cry about her when I get too tipsy. And I've been doing that lately. I'm not sure why, because I just like really value value friendship. And I thought that she was just a fun person that, and we were still really getting to know each other as adults, right? Um, we stopped being friends because she thought I was unloyal because I I asked her friends about her mental health, and she thought that was me talking behind her back. But I was just worried because she was exhibiting behavior that I've never seen before and she seemed very unhappy and she just wouldn't talk to me even though I invited her to talk to me I I didn't want her to tell me all of her business but um I asked her friends does she seem okay and she took that as me talking behind her back so we never spoke or seen each other ever again and um I do miss her but I know some people are here for a reason in the season and I had fun with her while we were friends you know uh the next question which was let me turn the page how have they how have these relationships affected how you engage with love playfulness and intimacy today so I said the relationships the relationships have made me less playful 
when I want to be more playful and fancy free. So I try to be as playful as I am. I think that I'm this playful girl in my heart, but I know I have way more playfulness and things like that inside of me and less seriousness. I said I want to be more sexually free. And I'm I I am in some aspects. I can be very defensive and feel the need to stand up for myself all the time. Uh, I am also not very affectionate once my feelings have been hurt. So I am affectionate, but once my feelings have been hurt, like my body just holds on to it and I'm not as affectionate as I used to be. Um, Even if my feelings were hurt on on accident, I would have to like retrain my mind to not think about that anymore and and get back to the the kissing and the hugging and things like that. Um, Hugging and kissing and things like that was also not a part of my life as a kid. I remember it vividly from my grandmother, even though she would sometimes lash out and rage at times, but she definitely was another parent to me because of her absentee son my father and yeah I can remember her hugging and kissing and even one time when I when I had a chance to live with her as a kid um yeah she even like I would sleep in her bed sometimes and she would like actually spoon me it didn't happen a lot of times I just remember it happened in one time but it was just one of the most loving things ever and I'll (laughs) never forget that but yeah my grandmother passed away and um what year was it 2013 my grandmother on my father's side she's from Barbados and I miss her um and then the last question was what can you do as an adult you know to create the relationships that you want and my answer was I can uh continue to create um boundaries um take action to show that I'm serious about my boundaries um I said have more sex Uh, center fun and relaxation um, because we're not here to suffer I don't believe that we're here on this earth to suffer and just be working until we're drained and things like that I feel like we are here to have fun and to relax and to vibe and connect with nature it may sound like some hippie shit to you guys but Anytime I'm around grass and trees and flowers and bushes, I am revived. Um, I also know that what I can do now is build relationships on common interests to provide sustainability. So that is for romance, that is for friendships, that is for even acquaintances. Like I, I feel like things would be sustained if we have some common interests or I also believe in the opposites attract thing where hey we don't have common interests but you're interested in what I'm interested in (laughs) so that makes it pretty even and it creates a commonality so you guys I'm happy to be back it's Wednesday I am trying to record every Wednesday Sometimes it may have to be in the middle of the of the night because of noise, but I'm going to get it done. And like I said, um, this was Therapy Toolkit, 60 Cards for Self-Exploration by Lynn Martinson. I probably will pick out another card from her today and, and get into it and write about it. 
Um, it is pretty heavy though. It'll bring up emotions that you didn't know were still there. So I think it's pretty important to definitely maybe if you can't do it every day, do it every other day, once a week, whatever you can handle. Um, Lynn Martin says, Lynn Martinson says that she's a psychotherapist. So the cards are nothing to play with. So this is the end of episode 45 and I'll catch you guys later.